Greetings, my name is James Major Burns and I am your host of The Third Degree with James Major Burns. And ladies and gentlemen, remember this is a safe space and outlet for myself and others to express what is going on in our minds, in our worlds. Here we get to share what's behind the mind of the creative versus what you think and what you see, because what you see ain't always the truth. Here we get to learn, laugh, love, and share together. So I have a special guest, somebody who's been very, 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 very supportive of me and my illustrious career. Someone that was a part of one of my greatest moments of all time. A choreographer of the streets, dancer of your life, Miss Doreen Block. Oh, great introduction. I love that. <laughs> I've been working it because I, I love when people introduce me sometimes places. I'm like... I need to write that down. Yes. That was a great <laughs> intro. So I try to do the same thing. I'm like, all right, we about to hit this on the ones and twos. And because I'm like on a microphone, I, gotcha. I feel like a DJ. Mm-hmm. I'm not, but I'm like, Ficky, Ficky. yo, 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 yo. <laughs> you know what I really do I, is I'm like, hey, you cool cats and dogs. <laughs> like from Greece and like that. Yes, I got you. Because mm-hmm. I always wanted to be like, hey, everybody, we're back again and we're about to hit up that top 10 on TRL. But mm-hmm. 106 in Park. But um, before we pressed the record button, we were um, speaking about some things going on in our city that I kind of want to continue to talk about. But I will ask you, how does it feel that being a coach, because your students become your children, so when you see things happening in the city that are not great, that are not negative, some of them losing their lives. Like, how does that make you feel? Knowing, you know, school's about to start. Sometimes mm. the students aren't returning. Mm-hmm. Very good question. All right. So, see, I wasn't expecting this. I was listening to all your podcasts, trying to figure out what you were going to ask me. Nope, didn't know. Okay, so. <laughs> Everybody get their own special one. Yes, yes. Okay, so, yes, it is hard, and not just coaching, but I've been teaching hip-hop classes to Youngstown City Schools since 2006. So, not just the people I coach, but the students who I'm involved with, um, when you see them out, they're like, hey, Coach D, you know, that might have been from this school, this school, Miss D, you know, it might be from this place, this place. But when you see that some of these kids who you saw grow um, go a different path, because I always tried to teach class. I've always tried to teach SAS and class. It goes hand in hand. You have to be a role model. Right. And I got a lot of credit from my principals about how my students acted while they were in school. So when you see some of them kind of go a different way, it is very disheartening, but um, you can't save everybody, but you try, you try, you try. You definitely can't save everybody. And being around you is definitely a positive for them. And when they're around you, they want to be positive. Mm -hmm. But then when they go home, it might be a bad situation. Or when they're right. hanging out with their friends, they, it might be a bad situation to where they feel like they have to fit in, but they just, or they just have more negative situations or people around them exactly. than positive. So 
it's uh, like you said, you can't save everybody, but we definitely try. Yes, we do. Yes, we do. I always try to be a role model and the person I wanted somebody to be for me too, you know, children or people younger than me or people that I'm working with and, and people, period. It doesn't matter what the age, mm-hmm. because I know how much negativity is just in the world naturally. Yes. Without people. Mm-hmm. Like waking up hungry, I tell you. <laughs> <laughs> That's a negative for me. Sometimes I wake up and I'm like, oh, I am starved. <laughs> but they're definitely, and the older I get, right now I just feel that I'm in this shift of life, which is scary and can derail you into depression mm-hmm. or just self-doubt. Mm-hmm. But I'm 28, I'll be 29 in October, so it's coming you up. You still look 18, it's cool. Thank you, I try. <laughs> and... For me, the shift is happening. The people, older people in my family are passing away. Mm. That mm-hmm. is scary. Yes. Like my parents are approaching their 60s. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, ain't nobody a kid out here no more. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> I am growing and growing. And next year I'll be 30. And for me, 30 is like 30, between 30 and 35 is like the half point of life because mm-hmm. yes. we only grow I, yes I would like to grow to be 100 but then I'm like what do I want to be 100 it depends <laughs> on how mobile I am yes know? right I don't want to be the 100 in the chair hunched over like, can't yeah, move baby who are you again I don't, I don't want to be that 100 yes. I don't want to be the 100 where I'm just in pain mm-hmm. and things and I know I got to take care of my body now and there's a lot of times I'm eating stuff and I'm like it's just like, it's like a retirement um, fund or something. Mm-hmm. I said, I need to start working on my body like a 401k. And I, them heels. I saw you do your live and you were talking about how your feet and stuff were hurting. Them heels. Once we get older, wearing them heels and stuff. Oh, you know, I only do it occasionally. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, that's good. That's oh, good. <laughs> I tell you, it's, I'm like, I need a sock or something in there because my toes are just pushed up against the, right. Mm-hmm. And, you know, but when I first put them on, I'm tall, I'm lean, I'm mm-hmm. like just feeling myself, and then I just start to like slide down. Yes, gravity. I just start to slide down into <laughs> it, and I tell you, it's painful, but you won't catch me walking barefoot. To Come my on phone. now, you won't. Come said, on no, now, you better make it. Yes. I, that leads me to tell a story. I'm gonna talk about my <laughs> friends for a minute. Okay. Me and my friends, my best friends, we do a group trip every year. This year, we went to Vegas. Mm-hmm. And now they're short. They're 5'2", two, five, one with the heels off. So, mm-hmm. you know, they need six inches. Yes. I think my heels that I have are three inches. Okay. And it's the thick sole. Gotcha. Okay? Gotcha. Because, uh-huh. you know, I'm a man. I need to, be, I need to hold uh-huh. myself up. Uh-huh. It's closed toe. Because <laughs> I got man feet. Okay. Closed toe. Yes. Okay, just in case somebody want to get me a pair of shoes. Thick heel, closed toe. Um, <laughs> three inch. It's three inches. That's about it. I, it's, <laughs> we, we do kittens over here, okay? Okay. Um. We went out the first night. Cool. That second night we went out, when they came outside, I was like, is it extra high heel night or something? I mean, those, they must have been stilettos. I don't know if the stiletto was six <laughs> inches plus, but they were like super, super high. Mm-hmm. And we got on like this party like bus that took us to several destinations that mm-hmm. night. And I tell you, by the time we got to the last place, they, they were ready to just take them heels off and walk. I said, no, you won't. Okay, now. No, you won't. Mm-hmm. And then they got real tired, and they just ended up sitting down. So we get to, like, the last destination, which is, like, the big club. Mm-hmm. And they're like, we're going to go home and change our shoes. We'll be back. <laughs> I said, you will not be back. <laughs> 
and they were complaining the whole night. And I'm just like, me and Sheldon and Trey were the only boys there. Uh-huh. Like, we told y'all not to wear these heels. <laughs> Why? But our friend, D, D always got, she have her little purse. I don't know if she fold her heels up or something, but she mm-hmm. always snatched her heels off and she put on her slides or like her right. other shoes. She knew better. Yes. I but in Vegas, if you were in Vegas, you know, in the girls' restroom, when you go in there, they're selling shoes. Because they know that somebody is going to do that. They're $20. They did the little slides. And then you can fold them just like you talked about. And they give you a little bag to put your heels in. Girls' restrooms are always way more elaborate than men. <laughs> and smell better. Uh-huh, uh-huh. You know, we go in and get the job done and leave. Mm-hmm. Men make me mad because they don't flush the, the urinals. Oh. They just let it sit there. Mm. I hate walking into the bathroom and the first thing I smell is urine. I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. flush the toilets. Men, men can be real nasty. Is that why there's never a line in the men's bathroom? Because y'all don't take the time to do everything, flush the toilet. and Listen, when there's a line for the, um, to wash your hands, I'm surprised. Because mm. do you know how many times? Don't tell me. Uh, they do nope. it. They don't. do it. They do it. Don't. They do it. And I watch men. I'm like. We go back out to wherever we are, and I look at him. I'm like, I saw you walk out and not wash your hands. Don't, mm. don't walk over there. He ain't wash his hands. <laughs> he ain't wash his hands. He ain't even wet his hands. You know? I'm like, you even, like, but it's it's you could take several steps. I'm like, you didn't wa- wash them at all. You ain't just like shake the mm-hmm. you know, urine residue off. He ain't get nothing off. It's just walk out. People walk out of stalls and walk right out. Oh. And I'll be at the sink like, you know what happens a lot? The movie theater. Really? Mm-hmm. So don't don't be sharing your popcorn. <laughs> Okay, I got you. I see it a lot. <laughs> Thank you. I got the inside scoop. Thank right. you. <laughs> but um, it's, I, I was away for the summer and um, I was, again, it's, it's just been some sad times for me. It's sad because I feel like I want to help the world be a better place mm-hmm. and you can't save the world. Right. Mm-hmm. And I was 20 minutes away from the dating, dating mass shooting. Oh, and yeah. I knew people who knew people who lived in the area. Mm-hmm. I actually usually go, would go out in the that downtown area, but mm-hmm. that weekend we decided not to go. Yeah, and um, we actually went out the next weekend, and some of the guys were were scared. Mm-hmm. And I told them, I said, lightning usually doesn't strike in the same place because it's not interesting mm-hmm. for somebody to come out like for mm-hmm. the way I think these people are thinking. I'm like, mm-hmm. no one's going to come back here now and do this again because somebody already did it. It's not going to mm-hmm. get any like following to what they want to happen. Mm-hmm. But it's it's scary. I had a nightmare of like that I was in a house and like somebody started shooting. I couldn't wake up for like 10 minutes. So you know how like you don't like wake up in the middle of your dream yes. and realize like you're dreaming. Right. Especially when you try to touch stuff. Like for mm-hmm. me, I'm, I, when I try to touch stuff or I'm moving, I'm like, I'm sleeping, I'm sleeping, I'm sleeping. I can't wake up, I can't wake up, and then I wake up. And that's only been happening to me for the last few years to work. Mm-hmm. Like, I can wake up, I can hear outside, but mm-hmm. I'm dreaming. Gotcha. Like, why am I stuck? Mm-hmm. Like, why won't I wake up? But it was, um, I had like a nightmare about it, and then I just was uneasy, you know? Mm-hmm. I still get uneasy about being in a the movie theater. I'm always head on a swivel, like, Always, yes, yes. I was check my exits. When I went to go see Barbershop, the new one, was it three or whatever Mm -hmm. with Common in there? When the shooting scene happened, 
I literally was on the ground. Like, people were looking like, this chick is tripping. But I, it was so close to when that happened, it was still in my head. Mm -hmm. I didn't realize it was the movie. Like, oh, no, somebody shooting. Like, get down. Right. I'm like, do I play dead? Like, do, how do mm -hmm. I get away? So I have several things that I feel like I'm going to do. If somebody is shooting and I'm like, I'm like, okay, I got to try to get away. Where are they shooting at? I'm going to, I have several ideas of what I think I can do to survive. Mm-hmm. One, I'm throwing my phone at them. Mm-hmm. As hard as these phones are heavy and they mm -hmm. cost a lot, and they better yeah. do some damage. Yes. I say I'm gonna throw my phone at them. I'm throwing my shoes at them. I'm like, I don't want to play dead because I feel like they're gonna walk by and see bodies laying down and shoot them just to make sure. Mm -hmm. I'm like, I can't play dead, but I got to do something to survive. Mm -hmm. I'm not jumping over to this landing because that might kill me, and now mm -hmm. I want to be responsible for killing myself. Right. So I'm like, how do I survive? That's my that's my mindset a lot. I'm like, how do I survive? How do I survive? How do I survive? Because I don't want to die in a situation like this. Now, let me warn you, since I've had my baby, I'm very emotional. So you are taking me. I'm about to cry over here. I need you not to just have me all emotional. <laughs> I apologize. Because, yes, that date it's and just... shooting, the guy who graduated with me, who we organized. You were talking about your reunion. We organized our 10-year reunion, everything. He was there. He was at, yes, he was, when a guy came through the alley, he's the person who they're interviewing, everything, talking about what happened. And he was saying, like, the guy usually came to, he worked at the taco stand there. Wow. And he was saying he usually comes there. And he didn't know at the time because he had the mask on and everything. But when they revealed who it was, he was like, that's surreal. And he said that he could have been the first one shot, but he shot someone else. And I'm like, you never know what kind of connection you're making with someone because you he might have not shot you because he recognized you, even though we don't know his motives or what was going on. But he right. has been having a very, very hard time with it. And we've been talking and he can't really sleep. And like what you're saying with these dreams, so... I'm just telling you, you're making me emotional talking about this. That is the world. Um, yes. I, yes. You know, I, I go through moments sometimes, and is there another word? Oh, uh, cycle. I won't say the other word. Mm -hmm. Cycle. I've, women have their cycles, and... Uh, I call it the plague. Praise be to y'all. <laughs> I feel so bad. Mm -hmm. I remember being young and my sister having cramps mm. and being in like an excruciating pain. Yes. And me thinking a cramp, I'm thinking she's talking about a Charlie horse. Mm -hmm. I was like, I, I get those. Shut <laughs> up. Why are you cramping? Why are you cramping? It don't even hurt that bad. Uh -huh. I remember her being young, like, so she's a teenager. Yes. Being in our room with the door closed, lights off, crying because mm -hmm. she's just in so much pain. pain. Mm -hmm. I couldn't imagine having to deal with something like that on a month to month to month. Yes, basis. Lord. Yes, Lord. Mm -hmm. But there are times so every so often, whether it's every three, four, five weeks to where I feel like emotionally I'm like on mm. the edge of my seat to where mm -hmm. I'm about to cry, mm -hmm. or I'm just emotional. Mm -hmm. I had a mood swing last night, and I, I felt so bad uh -oh. because it was I was it Trey didn't do nothing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But he had said something to me, and I was just like, and then I was like, why am I? Why do I have an attitude right now? <laughs> but I was I had got he didn't do anything. Mm -hmm. He didn't even say anything that should have caused me. I was but I was just like. Mm -hmm. I was looking at him rolling my eyes, <laughs> hoping that he wouldn't catch me rolling my eyes. I was just like, oh, mm -hmm. oh. But there are times where I feel like I can't control it. Right. And especially um, um, crying or something. Mm -hmm. There's times where I'm like, hey, guys, 
just a second, I need to go to the bathroom. You know, I got to use the bathroom. Mm-hmm. And I'll be in there about to cry. I'm like, why am I, what's going on with me? Like, <laughs> why am I about to cry? What happened? Like, wait, who said what right now that mm-hmm. I'm like on the edge of tears? Mm-hmm. And I don't know what it's called. I don't know if it's actually something, but I've dubbed it my myriad. Mm-hmm. A man period. Mm-hmm. I got you. Because I got you. There are times where it's just emotionally, like, I don't know if it's my hormones, but they're just like skyrocketing. Mm-hmm. But, um, Let's move on a little bit. <laughs> we won't get away from this stuff. Okay. I will say when things like the mass shootings happen or like anything like that, it just makes me scared because, you know, we black. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, it's always worse for us when something is going to happen. Mm-hmm. And then two, right after the Dayton thing happened, for the guy to get arrested here mm-hmm. for threatening to shoot up yes. um, people of the military, officers, mm-hmm. gay people, people of color. I know that boy. Mm. He worked at a place where I played tennis. Oh, yeah. I think I heard you talking to Alex, I think, about this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I was like, reading a list of the things that he didn't like in places he was going to shoot up. I was like, well, I'm gay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm black. And I've played tennis with him. Mm-hmm. And I've been in an area with him many times. Mm-hmm. I'm like, was I a trigger? Was I a trigger? Was mm. I on the list? Mm-hmm. You start thinking like that. You do start thinking like that. It's like scary to be that close to it. Mm-hmm. It's like I, I'm, I met him. I thought he was, I don't know him that well, but I would have thought he was a good kid up until then. He was young. He was working. Mm-hmm. Nobody mm-hmm. wants to work at a young age, you know? Right. He was, he played this sport. I was, there were no signs. Which is a stress reliever to, in itself. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, a threat. There was no sign of a threat, and you know what you just don't know. And this is why people don't like getting to know people. They're like, no, you can't trust nobody, mm-hmm. and they end up being with themselves, or they only have two people that they talk with, or people are only close with their families. Mm-hmm. Families, I said families, family and friends. It's okay. Yes, but you can't trust anyone. It's very scary. Mm-hmm. Then there was another guy threatening the George Community Center, and sometimes I'm, I don't know if there's an agenda. For people to just say stuff like that to distract us from an, something else, else going on, mm-hmm. or if there's a group of them literally planning to do mm-hmm. stuff like this, mm-hmm. so it just makes me want to be armed. Mm-hmm. But then I don't want to be armed. I don't want to. Right. Have, I don't like guns. I don't like accidents, mm-hmm. and they can't have many accidents. But it, it makes me want to at least know how to use a weapon and mm-hmm. feel like I need one. Like right. I said, like if I'm in the movie theater and if I'm a good guy, somebody walks in and starts shooting, maybe I'm like, well, I could just shoot him. Mm-hmm. But then me being black, I'm like, I still end up going to jail because mm-hmm. they'll be like, well, you can't just be shooting people. Why did you have a gun? I'm like, I have the right to bear arms. Mm-hmm. There's just so many laws and so many just different things happening in the world. It's just, it just seems like a scary time. Mm-hmm. And then you have the Donald Trump. Just for people, I have a friend who voted for Trump and he always defends him. And I tell him, I'm like, you can't defend the stuff that Donald is saying. Mm-hmm. He's like, I don't think that Donald is racist. He definitely is not a good speaker. But <laughs> he, he's like, I don't feel like he's racist. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, do you feel like he's prejudiced? Mm-hmm. And he's like, 
I don't. I just think he just says what's on his mind. Now, now mind you, this is an older white guy. Mm -hmm. But we've been friends for a while, and I don't... I wouldn't believe that he's prejudiced or racist at all. Uh Now, some of his views might come off like that, Mm -hmm. but it's because he's white. Mm -hmm. And it's because what we connect certain things with. Like, you can't be a white male and say, black people do stuff like this and it pisses me off. Because people come like, whoa. (laughs) But we walk around saying white people all the time. Mm -hmm. And it's almost like, like, sometimes people say, "Um, black people can be racist. I'm like, oh, no, black people can't be racist. There's nothing we can do as a whole to stop you from progressing. Mm-hmm. That's to me what racism is. Mm-hmm. Power. Yeah. We don't have mm-hmm. the power to stop mm-hmm. anybody from mm-hmm. starting a family, mm-hmm. um, splitting their families up, mm-hmm. um, keeping them in prison mm-hmm. for petty theft, mm-hmm. uh, changing the masses. We, we don't mm-hmm. have that much power. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now we could be prejudiced AF. <laughs> Sometimes with good reason. True enough, true enough. But that's why we have the arts. And that's why I love that you're doing stuff like this because you get this type of outlet to talk about this that's and express exactly. yourself. And for people of all color, even my white um, guests, I asked them straight up. I had several girls when I did um, Shrek mm-hmm. and they're young. So I wanted to know their point of view. Right. And I was a little afraid because of how touchy things can be. Yes. And for mm-hmm. them, you can say one thing and somebody will call you racist, and it really makes them feel horrible. Mm-hmm. I had a situation with a guy um, when I was up at Shrek where he said something that kind of came out wrong, and he's white. Mm-hmm. So one of the younger black guys came up to me and like told me about it. Mm-hmm. We had a conversation about it, and when I tell you, he was so remorseful. He cried for a couple hours when mm-hmm. we talked. Mm-hmm. And he was like, I just don't want to be, you know, I don't want to ever come off like that. He's mm-hmm. like, and because where he grew up or where his family was, like making jokes or saying certain things, right. he's dealt with people like saying things like that to him before. Mm-hmm. But we had a conversation about it and he was very remorseful, but it was good that we could have a conversation about it. Mm-hmm. I was able to speak with some young girls about the Ariel um, yes. situation. Mm-hmm. And some of them are a little hesitant, but I wanted to be clear and let them know. I said, listen, it is okay for you to be surprised mm-hmm. that Ariel is black. Mm-hmm. And even a little disappointed because you want Ariel to be the girl you know. I'm like, oh, I got Ariel, you know. Mm-hmm. Okay. But to be offended, mm-hmm. hurt, mm-hmm. <laughs> devastated, and hateful mm-hmm. is unacceptable, in yes. my opinion. Mm-hmm. So I spoke with one of the girls, and her name was Bridget, and we had a great um, podcast. We had a great interview. Mm-hmm. And she said, I was shocked. She was like, yeah, I was shocked mm-hmm. because of what you expect Ariel to look like. Mm-hmm. But she was like, but she wasn't offended. Mm-hmm. She was shocked, and then she said, well, I hope this is going to be good. Mm-hmm. She's still going to go see it. Mm-hmm. I hope this is going to be good. She must be good because, because she, well, Bridget has a brain. So Bridget knows that. Uh, well, <laughs> okay, <Disney> Scarecrow. <laughs> isn't, okay, listen, Bridget, she has a brain. Uh-huh. So Bridget knows that Disney is a billion, trillion dollar corporation mm-hmm. that's just not doing stuff just to do it. Right. She knew that, well, this girl must be talented. Right. And she also does theater. So she knew that this girl had to audition. Yes, exactly. That was always my point. Yes. Mm-hmm. I'm like, y'all know they didn't just say, oh, we're just going to make this black girl Ariel. Hey, Hallie, Hallie Bailey, you mm-hmm. want to be Ariel? All right, come on. 
She had to audition. Mm-hmm. I would like to know who she auditioned against. I would mm-hmm. like to know who the other people are so society can see, hey, these are the people she auditioned against. You can see she was the best fit. Mm-hmm. And knowing her, mm-hmm. not personally, but knowing like her energy, seeing right. her on TV, acting, seeing her videos since she was a child, yes. I was like, oh, mm-hmm. she embodies Ariel mm-hmm. so well. Yes. And mm-hmm. that voice. It's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Those girls... Oh, mm-hmm. I'm waiting for Army to come back because they. <laughs> I like. I listen. They have this um, new song called "Who Knew." Mm-hmm. Repeat. And you know they worked with B. They have been fans of Destiny's Child. Their mm-hmm. their harmonies together mm-hmm. is something that can't like be taught. That is a soul connection between. But them. see, when you say that people say they are shocked, you're gonna be shocked because we don't have a lot of roles. We don't have a lot. Princesses. Yes, we and I and I don't don't get me started on Princess Tiana because I'm not a fan and people be like, why? What's wrong? I was not a fan of Princess Tiana or Annie and I was upset because I wanted to be a fan. I wanted to be a fan so much. But Tiana, with Princess Tiana, I was a well. I guess I'm still a nerd. I am like a super nerd. I read everything when I was a child. And when I read The Princess and the Frog as a child, the story line is completely different. Oh, so you, I didn't know there was a book. See, and that's what people say all of the time. And then now that when I say it, when you look it up, you only get the Princess Tiana that we know now. You don't get the other. You got to like really dig, dig deep for it. But what happened with the Princess and the Frog, the princess was actually a princess. The frog was the prince. And the princess was so... Um, Entitled that she didn't know how to do things. And so this frog would come to her window all of the time and she would he would help her wash the dishes. He would help her sew. He would help her do all of these things. And she would be like, oh, my goodness, I can't believe you're such a nice person. I mean, a frog and you know how to do all of this stuff. And he would say all of these things and then he would try to get her to kiss him, but he didn't know how to really say it, like, I'm a frog. And so, finally, she just kissed him out of such joy and admiration that he kept help, helping her, that he turned into a prince. And then they lived happily ever so after. she never turned into a frog. She was never a frog. She was always a princess. So, when I went, and when I heard that, and I loved that story as a child, so when they said, oh, is Princess Tiana is gonna be black. Enough? No, she was she, not. They never gave a color. But I think the story was kind of like a, maybe Amish or or it was maybe Russian. But it that's was what Disney does with their princesses. They make the the girl a damsel. Yes. She had to be, she had to like need yes. Prince Naveen. She did, but she was like, she was me. She working two, three jobs. Her father ain't there, or he was there. Passed and away. then he yes, he passed away. And then her mom is there. And she's a strong black woman who helped her get through this. And I was like, this is like not a fairy tale to me. So I was upset about it. And I'm like, okay. But I I was glad that they did have a black princess though. It's I was funny glad that we could relate to those stories that much because like you said, it's not a fairy tale to you. Right. That was a, Tiana was a hardworking girl. She was. She was working hard to get her dreams that she wanted. Especially being a waitress, everybody should have a serving job because yes. people, yes, it's a very humbling experience and people are not nice to you. No, people are not nice in general. Right. <laughs> this is what, as far as like Disney goes, mm-hmm. it's, it's what I don't like about The Little Mermaid, the story. Mm. Ariel gave up 
everything. Mm-hmm. It's like if Camille was like, you know what, mommy? They said, <laughs> you got to get locked up because I like him. Mm-hmm. And I really like him. So, um, bye, mommy. Mm-hmm. You go into the dungeon. <laughs> it's like, wait, what? Well, I raised you. I yes, loved you. Yes. You're just going to give me up for this man you ain't you've known for all of 24 mm-hmm. hours. She gave up her voice. She mm-hmm. gave up absolutely everything it's royalty like, her job i was mm-hmm. like your husband is a fisherman <laughs> he was a fisherman this story doesn't make sense to me they trying to make everything beautiful mm-hmm. so for me being um, a proud member of the lgbtq mm-hmm. community when they're talking about you can't put stuff like this in front of children i was like but for me i'm like what about all of the stuff we already put in front of children especially in the animation i mean beauty and the beast there's talking fish with finding Nemo. For me, and for me, I'm like this. What I am is real. Mm-hmm. What me and Trey have is real. We have real love. Mm-hmm. It's not just about sex, like people like to think. Because if oh, you think that's the stigma. People think we're sexual beings. They think gay people are sexual beings. Oh. That's what they think. Oh, the AIDS crisis and things were about. Oh, yeah. Okay. Sex and, sex and sex and sex and sex and sex and sex. It's like, well, yes, but so was everyone else. Right. On mm-hmm. top of that, there's sex in every straight. TV show. Mm-hmm. There's the sex scene on almost every episode. Uh, mm-hmm. Cartoons. I said Simba got laid in the, in the Lion King. <laughs> he laid not gnawing down in that grass in that grass crevice. <laughs> and I told this girl yesterday on Facebook, she was like, wait, what did I miss? I was like, so you just thought a baby came out of nowhere at the I end of the I movie? Saw, I Simba think got I saw laid. that. <laughs> Simba got laid in the middle of the Lion King and it takes you till you get older to maybe understand, but they put that mm-hmm. in the, the kids' faces. Mm-hmm. Mar- Nemo, Marlon and his girl was getting it in and she laid all those eggs. I mean, the Rugrats. Remember when Dee Dee got pregnant? I don't remember. But anyway, there's <laughs> always sex on shows. But I understand what you're saying. Uh-huh. Because sex sells. Kids mm-hmm. too often, too much. Yes. People can sexualize kids so much. So when they're telling, talk about, oh, we don't want to put your story on TV. Mm-hmm. For me, I'm like, I need to see myself on TV. Mm-hmm. I need to see myself represented. Mm-hmm. Just like you need to see yourself represented mm-hmm. of a woman on TV. I was watching, um, do, do you know the show Pose? No. It's a show about um, um, the. Um, ballroom scene. It, yes, I do know it. I do know it. It's on Netflix. Wow. It's on Netflix and Hulu, but it comes on um, FX. Okay, yes. No, I've watched like the first couple of episodes. So yes, I know what you're talking about. So they were having an interview on YouTube I was watching, mm-hmm. and they were all asked, when did you first see yourself in a character on television? Mm. So I will ask you, when, do you, when did you first see yourself in a character on television? Hmm. They don't have the person doesn't have to be black. It doesn't have to be a woman. Mm-hmm. That's what the question was, and we that might be your response. But there was a guy. His first response wasn't what you, we thought it was. He, mm-hmm. His his character wasn't a totally different person than who he was. Mm-hmm. So it made me think, and I said, "Hmm, let me think back. How early the to just thinking back early. The first person I saw myself in." Mm-hmm. Was Miss Whoopi Goldberg and mm-hmm. Sister Act, Dolores and Cartier. Now, first of all, you done took my answer, but I wasn't gonna Sorry. say no. I wasn't gonna say Whoopi. I was gonna say Lauren Hill, Rita. Uh, <laughs> does not put food on the, on table. the table. Yes, I say that all the time. Yes, yes. But my favorite. You know, Cheryl was the original Dina. 
Yes, yes, she was. But my favorite is when she goes and tells them she cannot be in the choir anymore. And the one uh, nun is like, give us back our consent form. <laughs> she just keep walking. And she just keep, she, yes, she I was cracking up, but I'm glad she didn't give it to them because then she did right. the little forging Do or whatever. You know how long it but, took me to realize that was Lauren Hill? I remember I was, see? it's like one of those movies I watched when I was young. Mm-hmm. I knew who Lauren Hill was. Mm-hmm. Well, praise God for that because people don't was. know who she is, but yes. I knew her music, extractor, mm-hmm. doo Um, But I was sitting there watching it. When I, I cannot believe that it didn't connect for me. Mm-hmm. I was watching the credits and it said Lauren Hill. I was like... Yeah. Because to me, when I watched um, Sister Act 2, she was a kid. Mm-hmm. Lauren Hill was a woman to me. Yes. And so Sister Act 2 came, became braids. before. She didn't have braids. Yes. Lauren had different hair so I just saw her and then you know the times are different so mm-hmm. Act 2 came out like 96 or so right. so by the time I watched it I was uh, you know it had been mm-hmm. some years and then right. Lauren was Lauren yes that was a different time so mm-hmm. I'm sitting but like, that's why I saw her because I was the girl with the braids in her hair um, with the micros before micros were popular. And people were like, why she got them little tiny braids in her hair? And no, she was rapping in the, she was with the boys and she can rap too and things like that. And that, that was me. So I'm like, oh, this is the greatest movie ever. Right. That's me. I'm Rita. I'm Rita. But my mother said she never noticed that I was musical. She never noticed that I was um, a dancer. She never knew that it was that serious to really? me. Really? And what I, she looking? That's what I said. I said, well, mom, because I never went to dance classes, anything like that. And I actually got on a dance team at O-State, the Ohio State. I heard y'all talking about Ohio the Ryan School. Wait, this is a, <laughs> I, you want to know what's funny is when I was reading your um, email that you sent back, mm-hmm. I said, the Ryan High School and <laughs> the, the Ohio yes. State University. She has to be the one, okay? <laughs> yes, yes. But when I got there... Um, there was somebody who wanted to try out for this dance team. And she was like, come on, Dorn, we're going to try out. We're going to try out. And I was like, I don't want to do it because I was the kid who was at church. I was the, the praise and worship leader. I was so the mom team. So that's where most of begun as a, Yes, well, team. my brother, he forced me. Well, yeah, in church, my man. But my brother forced me to try out for the dance line for RAN my senior year because he and made me do it. sports, everything, because I didn't do them after junior high. Because in my head, black people only needed to do the sports and all of that other stuff if they needed a scholarship. I already had my scholarship because I was a young scholar. So I just focused on academics and did not do sports. And my brother was like, "Uh, I'm going to need, because I I got like MVP and everything when I was in junior high. And he was like, "Uh, I'm going to need for you to try out. So when I did the dance line... And they were like, well, where you been this whole thing? I became the captain for the basketball season. We were the first who had, like, basketball dances. So I'm like, oh, this might be kind of cool, but all right, whatever. But when I went to college that freshman year and she wanted us to try out for it, she didn't make the team, but I made the team. And, (laughs) yes, and I, I... Felt kind of bad, but when I went in there, they were like, okay, we're going to do two pirouettes, a Ron Dijon, and we're going to do a layout. And I was like, um, what's that? They was like, you don't know what it is? And I was like, no. They was like, well, you did it in the tryout. And I said, well, what did it look like? <laughs> and so they were doing it. They were like, you have no dance experience? And I was like, um, no. I get down. Yes. But uh, yes. these terms you got over here. Yeah. So I'm like, well, wait a minute. Y'all dancers, dancers? And right. they were like dance majors. And my father started a jazz company. And I was this yeah. and I was that. And I was like, um. I had tea with the queen. <laughs> 
Yes, yeah, so I'm like, uh, so they taught me the jazz aspect of all of the dancings and, and so dancing they just things. Added to your already yes, they couldn't kick me off the team. Better not. So they had to teach me. That's what, that's good. That's good. Yes, yeah, so, so I just want to pause this, this situation and go back and go back and talk about the first time I met you. All right, which was now. not the Wiz. It was at the variety show <laughs> at East High. Old school versus new school. Now, yes, it was like two thousand. 12 or 13 it was 2000 was it i can't remember it was it was a while that's how long ago it was it was like 2000 i want to say 2012 i'm trying to remember where i was working at perkins still so it had to be like between 2011 and 2012 okay and i tell you that thing took forever to start I was Forever getting mad. Start. I yes. had worked at 5 a.m yes i had people come see me who sat there for three hours and left because i didn't they go on like, yet. Mm-hmm. Oh, they were like, sorry, we got to go. We're tired. I was yes. so upset. And they were white people too. Mm-hmm. So you already know, they were over on the east side like, James. Um, Nervous. Yes. <laughs> it was nice, but we have to go. It's yes. dark. Yes, yes. But, um, you sat right in front of me. It was me and my friend Samantha Dash. Yes, I remember. And you were with your group and we talked. So the thing about it is, when you meet people who are talented, like you don't know how talented they are mm-hmm. by just talking to them. Mm-hmm. Like I could talk to you and not know like you have an amazing singing voice mm-hmm. or talk to you and not know that you're about to get on stage and dance your face off. <laughs> so you were all nice and short and <laughs> they were like, oh, we're dancing. I was like, okay, you know, black people know how to dance. So they just going to mm-hmm. get up and play the dance. And then you got up there. I said, is that the little lady that I was just talking to? <laughs> dance. <laughs> I mean, Hard. It is so crazy because people don't think I can dance. I don't know why, but folks do not think I can dance. And I and it's not that I didn't think you could dance. It's just like when y'all said y'all were dance, I just wasn't expecting y'all to be like hard hitting like that. Um, I just but I knew Lewis though. So I was mm-hmm. like, okay, so I know Lewis can dance. So I and know. you knew Kimbria because right. you were like Kimbria dance like that though. I had known her since elementary school, but I... She's um, one of my babies, one of my students. So I didn't know Mm -hmm. that she was, like, again, so I was like, they said they dance, so I'm like, well, I know they can get down, but I know, I I knew it was going to be better than I thought because I knew the way Lewis danced. So I was like, okay, so they got to be some type of skill because I've seen him dance before, so Mm -hmm. they all, you know, and if he's dancing with them, they probably got to be, you know, on Mm -hmm. each other's level. Okay. So I was expecting a little bit higher than... The norm, but then, mm-hmm. like I said, you dance so hard. It's just like it's, it's the, it's, I can't even explain it. Do you hear me, people? <laughs> I can't even explain it because this is what, like, when a person is a dancer and the music is inside of you, mm. that's the type of dancer you are. Mm-hmm. It's inside of you, even doing the wobble, even mm-hmm. doing the simple wobble, the music is in you and it is something that just makes other people happy in it made me happy mm-hmm. so we're gonna fast forward a little hold bit. on we gotta go back because i was cracking up because i didn't know who you were either and i didn't know if you was gonna get up there and sing sang or sing but i was cracking up like who do he think he is because you said to us um y'all performing and we said yeah and you said oh, okay is this part of y'all outfits because i thought y'all was trying to bring the dicky jumpsuits back I, i'm glad <laughs> you said that i was cracking I up I said, well, who is he? He, he 
just roasted us real fast. I said, wait a minute. Listen, no, I, when Dickies was hot, I couldn't afford Dickies. <laughs> By the time Dickies, when Dickies went away, I had just started working. And I had bought myself several pairs, but they wasn't hot no more. Oh, so okay. jeans was coming out. Oh, yeah. So I was, mm-hmm. I missed the Dickie era. So I was like kind of hating, but then kind of like, <laughs> wait, is, is this coming back? Because I work I now, I could buy Dickies. Up. I said, he better get up there and be able to sing because right. he just tried to just fire us. I was, I was trying to make, and because like, I, was, I was talking to you because I was like, well, she's with people I know, so, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a talker. So uh-huh. I was like, I'm going to bust in a few jokes, and I felt like I could at least talk to y'all. We were sitting there for four hours. Listen. I said, you want to start? I said, Kathy, you better go ahead and get this started. And then when we started, they were like, we're going to sing a hymn. I said, <laughs> I said, no, what we're going to do is start that show. <laughs> it should not have been a Sunday service. Yes. And that's what it turned out being. Yes. I couldn't believe how long we sat there in the beginning. You guys, when I tell you that we literally sat there maybe for two hours before everything started, I am not kidding. Mm-hmm. I didn't know. Without a sound check. We like, or uh. snack. <laughs> I was starving. True, true, true. Without a sound check. And that <laughs> microphone was a little, I, people kill me not wanting to put money into the sound in the DJ. Come on now. That has to be good. People complain no matter where you go. The one thing people will complain about is the sound. Mm-hmm. Even for the podcast, they'd be like, your, your, sound, your sound quality needs to be better. Mm-hmm. I do theater. Your sound quality needs to be better. Mm-hmm. On professional shows, they'll say the sound was so. Right. Lost. If you're going to spend some money somewhere, make sure the sound is good. So Come on now. Because you know people are already hard of hearing because they hear what they want to hear. Mm-hmm. The people actually out here can't hear. They got hearing aids. So make sure... The sound is right. Especially if y'all selling these tickets. Now, right. people want to hear. Quality. Yes. People want quality. <laughs> I, I had a fun time, though. I thought that that was very fun. I wish something like that could happen um, more often. Right. And I was just talking to Miss um, Kim Akins about um, just group activities like that. For theater, I would like to try and put something together because there's several small theaters around here. Mm-hmm. And you know how people can be in theater. People can be, we can be catty, we can be petty, mm-hmm. we can be shady. I'm good for being shady, but my shade <laughs> is all out of love, y'all. I love y'all all, but I will read you down the house. But, um, <laughs> See, I, that was not my experience with Scarecrow. You actually were my saving grace. I was a pure spirit spirit back then. You were actually my so saving grace. About the Wiz. <laughs> so Miss Carla D. Gibson directed The Wiz. <laughs> And Miss Lindsay B and Miss Jory B were um, <laughs> our choreographers. I was so happy that we had choreo too. Mm-hmm. That was different for me. I was like, oh, this is nice. But there was a lot to teach. It and was. I like how y'all broke it up. And it's funny because, so you think you can dance to the season where it's like street versus stage? Yes. And I uh-huh. feel like that's how y'all were. Mm-hmm. It's like street versus stage. So I was just like, mm-hmm. okay, okay, okay. And I remember you started working out with the munchkins and stuff. And I was like, okay, well, we better work with her too because I remember her. <laughs> I remember her. And I, th- I thought we were like the same age. Oh, uh, yeah. People always. Back, I was like, why are they calling her Misty? <laughs> yes. She ain't old. Yes. People always say that. I guess it's my energy. But yes. My sister is your age. Mm-hmm. So I, I was like, okay, okay. But I was like, why are they calling her Misty? Like, she's a young woman. I literally was <laughs> upset at first. I was like, why do they keep calling her Misty? She is like my age. No one's calling me Mr. Jones. So the Wiz was. I always say that the Wiz made me young sound famous mm-hmm. because everyone came out to see that show multiple times. Mm-hmm. But let's go to the beginning of it. Um, auditions. Mm-hmm. I sang Part Ariel. of Your World from Little Mermaid. I know. And y'all, I, when I tell you at the same time, you, Carla, and Lindsay were like, 
Like y'all faces always like, okay, let's see where this is going. Mm-hmm. I was so nervous. I was so nervous. Um, I had never done a callback like that with people and everybody in the room. Mm-hmm. And the y'all were on the panel, not making it. Y'all, mm-hmm. I got a good poker face. face. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just looking at me, I was just like, I want to be where the people are. <laughs> But I know I had it when that boy who was um, Shane T. Golden, I'm going to call you out. He came back and he did not know the Scarecrow song. That's because he, like I, thought mm-hmm. we were singing You Can't Win. Oh, yeah. And a I lot of like, people. You, I was born on the day before yesterday. Yes. Who yes. Is? You should have heard. People were acting like I had such a huge role in it. After, because it was so many people. It was sold out. We were in a balcony and everything. And people were like... They thought I was in the show because my sister looks just like me. Yes. So they're like, how did I you, what did, what happened? I'm like, uh, no, I'm the choreographer. That's funny. Yes. So they were like, why is James not singing? You can't win. I'm like, uh, so that was the movie version. And you know, you have to have rights and things Which like that. This second. is the, yes. That's and this is know. the, oh yeah. This came out first. They added that song for Michael. Right. Uh-huh. So unfortunately you can't just. Be throwing stuff because you said you got to have right. right. Come on, Quincy people. had that sold up. Now people now. <laughs> I was like, uh. it was that song, and it was the Emerald City song that people were like, "Well, why wasn't it in there?" And I'm like, "You could tell y'all was the people who watched the movie and didn't read the book. That that's y'all. That y'all should you come in the theater. But you should know the theater that Emerald version. City, it got to be seen in dreams. Yes, that was my. Yes, they just walking. <laughs> Who wouldn't become dead in red? Yes. Like, oh my gosh, that movie for me was so monumental in my mm-hmm. life as a young black boy. Yes. As a kid who got made fun of for singing. Mm-hmm. Even I was like, besides me being gay, that has nothing to do with my sexuality. I just wanted to sing, and I uh-huh. wouldn't because it, people made fun of me for it. Mm-hmm. And that brings me to there's um I don't know if it's Good Morning America, but there was this um situation with a woman and she made a comment about boys dancing. Uh-huh. I don't know. Did you see I it? I saw it. Uh-huh. And she was very remorseful about it and they were rallying the troops to have a bunch of male dancers outside of her, the studio and mm-hmm. dance, but she actually contacted them to apologize and see what she could do to help the situation. Yeah, because Derek Huff, he was, he, he did a big thing about it because he was like, um, I hope He's like, I like Good Morning America. He's like, I don't think she really meant anything, but... Right. And that's the thing, because you can say things in the comfort of you and your friends. Mm-hmm. You can, and I think Josh on our um, podcast, he was saying, when leaders don't have the pleasure of doing things mm-hmm. that they would normally do or would want to do right. anymore because you have... It's like a new calling mm-hmm. and a um, responsibility now to lead. Yes. Mm-hmm. And people are looking for you to to lead them. Mm-hmm. And whether you ask for it or not. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that's a word. It is. And that's how I feel sometimes. I'm like, oh, I can't just be out here saying whatever. It's, and I speak my mind very openly, but mm-hmm. and things like that make me nervous. I'm like, oh, you could just say something else right. and just be offended. Right. Because I, I was on like the fence about it because I was like, yeah, you... um. Cause I was like, she said it like that. It wasn't to be mean or whatever. Right. Mm-hmm. But when she said it, I didn't understand 
where she was coming from. I was like, mm-hmm. yeah. I'm like, you're in New York City mm-hmm. <laughs> on Broadway. What do you like? What do you mean? Right. Why? Why is it the dance thing that he was gonna get tired of? Let's hope he's like that. I'm like, what? The kids love to dance. Mm-hmm. Or well, and what people don't realize is y'all facility. Y'all facility is so. I don't know. It's like y'all cheat. So like with Brandon, you said that you like graduated like two years before him. When I told you I was in that dance thing, it took me forever to learn how to do a layout. I'm, they like, okay, Dorian, you got to punch your toe. You got to do this. You got to do that. So we did this competition at the same time as the Wiz. And I'm like, I need you to do a layout, Brandon. He's like, well, what is that? I show him. He got it. I'm like, what in the world? Y'all can oh, do some stuff. Yes, we were like doing back and forth. Yes, we were doing back and forth. And we actually missed the one uh, rehearsal. And, and when you were saying that you wanted to work with me, I was so upset because that was when I was going to actually yes, get to teach. Yes, yes, yes. So I had to like video record and send it to Lindsay. Like, these are my steps. Teach them. <laughs> but I'm like, she's not going to teach them. She I'm going to teach them. Yes. But I'm like, but here are, here they are. Our body's speaking different <laughs> dance language. Yes, yes. And I was like, you guys were doing the sailor step in the, um, the last thing. What's this last? You got it. You got it. And I'm like. My two favorite numbers of the show um, is the, that um, you got it, the mm-hmm. line dance that you made. Yes. Uh-huh. I got down. Yes. I yes. Down. Yes. Was jamming. And my favorite number, but it, it's because of, of the movie, is, is Brand New Day. The, yes. the, the visual mm-hmm. for Brand New Day is beautiful. It's like yeah. the sun rising to mm-hmm. me. And I, I wanted to be a part of that number and that just that dance and that song and that music. Mm-hmm. Like when they came out of those costumes and they broke out of like those ugly things, mm-hmm. it just, and to see black people dance and move like that. Yes. Like I don't care what people say about Diana. Diana acted her face off. She was dancing. Well, do you know, I have, I share a story about Diana. Well, when I was working for MCTA, I shared it because it was part of networking, but you know, they didn't want her to do the Wiz. Why? Because she was older. Right. And so she, the director said, no, she's too old. We're going to get somebody else. And she doesn't sing hard enough and all this other stuff. And she said, I'm going to go get Michael Jackson. She went and got Michael Jackson. She said, he only come if I'm in it. Who gonna turn Michael Jackson down? Who gonna check me, boo? <laughs> Who gonna check yes, me? and that's how she got the role. And I was like, see, when you network and you know people and you and people like you, and then and you can make your own lane. Oh. And that's what I like what you're doing here. You're creating a space. I wouldn't be getting interviewed nowhere else. And this is why, and it's funny because you were like, why? Like, what? Yes, I'm gonna talk about. I'm like, mm-hmm. girl, people know you. I have friends <laughs> who know you. I was just at dinner the other other um, night with um. My friend, it was her birthday, but one of her other best friends, her name is Jamila Thomas. Uh-huh. Yes, and Mila. That's my I, girl. I didn't know that you guys knew each other until I saw a video you had posted. Mm-hmm. I was just like, oh, I didn't know how many different people, but people know you. They mm-hmm. look up to you. You inspire them. And Aww. this is our city, and you are one of those people in our city. So we watch, I watch Love and Hip Hop. I watch uh, Real Housewives mm-hmm. of Atlanta. And for me, watching those shows, I'm always trying to learn something from these people that I admire. Right. They're living the lifestyles that I want to live. They're doing the jobs that I want to do. Mm-hmm. So for me, instead of waiting for somebody to want to interview me, I'm going to interview you. Oh, well... Thank you. That's I a wanted blessing. to make this. It's, I literally started this for artists and creatives to be able to express themselves. It's like I was saying. Um, 
I have a podcast. We have all of this stuff out, so you never know who can come across this one day. You know, Nicki Minaj got her own podcast. Maybe one day she'll be online and see mine and just accidentally click on it. Mm-hmm. Joe Budden, the fact that they can is what I'm right. What I have mm-hmm. control over. Right. I'm not waiting on nobody. Um, I eventually want to have my own sit down talk show. Come on now. I said, listen, I want this to be so hot that the news stations come over to me and they be like, do you want to do a little segment? Yes, I do. <laughs> I'd love to. And you know what? I just got your name when you when I was listening to the podcast late last night. It was like 2 a.m. And you're like, the third degree with Major. I was like, Burns, major, third degree. Oh, that's sweet. You go to the hospital and they be like, what yes. Major Burns. Yes. Your, yes. Um, like your sheet, but it will also be third degree Burns. Right. I said, oh, I get it. That was clever. I was so, now I've been sharing your podcast. Yes, you Thank you. Shout out for the love. <laughs> No problem, but it did not register until 2 a.m. in the morning. I'm like, oh, yeah, that was pretty sweet. Third Degree is also my rapper um, version. Uh-oh, okay so now. Drop some bars, so I will be um, releasing some more original music soon. What My plan is to redo all my music in a professional um, studio. Yeah, get it mastered and everything. Mm-hmm. Ooh, you know that costs money. Yes. That yes. costs money. So yes, if I anyone would like to donate... <laughs> <laughs> um, you can cash at me, James Major Burns. You can Venmo me, James Major Burns. You can PayPal me, James Major Burns. Come on now. I'm trying to make life better for myself, and I want to share my joy with the world. Yes. But um, the third degree is my rapper side. I have several rap songs. I recently made a rap song about the Little Mermaid situation. Oh, okay. Because I like to put all of my energy into things creatively. Yes. And like you said, I, at one point, felt like I wasn't going to make it in theater or performing. So I was like, I'm going to make my own lane. That's mm-hmm. why we have our cabaret series. That's mm-hmm. why I have this. I want to be a person who is a connection in this web and in, in the mm-hmm. industry. So I want the artists in the city also to know, like, hey, now you have something for somebody to listen to you on. Mm-hmm. It's like, hey, do you have anywhere I can um, listen to your music? Like, yes, you can listen to my music. Um, I have this interview you can go listen to also. Mm-hmm. I want them to get ready. I want to help prepare them. I want them to know that they are more than just one singular part in this game. Gotcha. So for people who felt somebody, I was talking to um, somebody, um, Effie, she was like, I'm just a singer. I said, well, no, you're an actress because when you're singing a song, you're mm-hmm. emoting. You have to make people feel. Mm-hmm. And that's acting. Yes. And, so I'll try to get my friends and people to realize that they have more than one talent. Even for mm-hmm. rappers, they be like, I'm just a rapper. I'm like, but you're a storyteller. Right. You can be a storyteller. Mm-hmm. You're sharing your vision. And for me, I like storytellers versus people who just got something to say. Right. About, you know, mm-hmm. people can rap about whatever they want. And a lot of times about nothing. But. True. True I, enough. I, I, I like a story. Mm-hmm. I, I need a story in my life. Yes. I but understand. But I just want to be that outlet and outreach for people. Mm-hmm. And I'm not waiting on anybody to do anything for me anymore. All right now. So yes, that's why I was like, "Oh, I got to have you." Like I said, <laughs> and you're it's humbling. Only, like, so many people. Mm-hmm. Are like, what do you want to talk to me about? I was like, your life. Yeah, my mom asked. She said, what are you going to say? I said, I don't know what he's about to ask me. I said, but um, he asked me, so I'm, I'm now, there. Was The Wiz like the last show you choreographed for? Well, The Wiz was the only show I choreographed for. So I wasn't a theater person. So when you're saying, like, people are saying, oh, yeah, I'm just a singer. I actually got the job because I had... Um, 
about five students working here for the summer, mm -hmm. just cleaning up, helping with the stage and things like that. And Miss Carla was sitting in the office and I said, man, I have so much stuff to do. I got five, four people's hair to do. And then I got to go to dance practice and I got to do this and do this. She said, dance practice. I said, yes, ma'am. She said, oh, what kind of dance you do? So I told her, I mom, I teach the dance line, hip hop. What, uh, do you want to be a choreographer for The Wiz? I sure do. It was so great <laughs> to have the two of you. It was so great to have the two of you and to have those two different styles and to see them come together in the show. Mm -hmm. That was so, it was so great. I was so happy about that. Yes, and I, like I said, you were my saving grace and she was my saving grace. Lindsay and I, at the beginning, I'm like, Lindsay, you gotta calm down. She thought we was in New York. She People got up there like, this is a car. Well, we don't need to know. I was like, uh, Lindsay, they volunteered. She was like, did you think I was being hard? I was like, yes. <laughs> but yes, then after we got past that little thing, I would talk to her because I got a lot of criticism because I was not a theater person. So it was like, um, you have to, when you guys are dancing and singing, you have to think of you guys are acting, you're dancing, you're singing. You can't have your back to, towards the audience. You can't do this, you can't do that. So I'm like, oh man, all my ideas were getting shut down. And she was like, listen, I've been here and this and that, and that has happened before. Just do you. And I'm like, okay, all right. And so the whole little time, I really wished we would have snuck and recorded everything. <laughs> but, but it was just little things, uh, little knowledge things that we were able to share as, choreogra as choreographers that I wouldn't have been able to do if it was just me or if it was just her to feed off of each other. So it was great. That's what, having that energy to bounce off of with somebody is great. Mm -hmm. And I can tell you this, when they finally release The Rights to Hamilton... You gonna be the choreographer? Uh oh! All oh, snap, like, crackle. Because you know that is a hip hop show. You should mm -hmm. go see it if you haven't. I want to see it, but I have not seen it. You would love it, and the choreography would set you off. Okay, I, I now. tell you right now, you are gonna be on stage. Like, I can't wait to get out of here. I got this. <laughs> That's gonna be you. Okay. It's, it's that type of choreography. Gotcha. Like as soon as they release it, they're gonna be looking. For <laughs> but there's definitely shows out there you could choreograph, mm -hmm. and your mind has grown since then. So I know you've yes. Um, accommodated more moves mm -hmm. and whatnot to add to your already lovely repertoire. And you're a line dance instructor also. Yes, so. I do chair aerobics, line dance, everything dance. Zumba. I actually have a dance fusion. Yes, so Zumba, my dance fusion class stemmed off. Somebody was like, why don't you have your Zumba instructing license? We're going to send you to get it. I was like, oh, okay. okay. <laughs> so I went and got in there, and the lady was cracking up because she was like, oh, so you're a dancer, dancer. I could tell. And I'm like, you oh. You don't play. But listen, you, okay, you so I got a funny story. See, you don't play. Listen, I got a funny story, though, because I, okay, let me try. I got to remain positive. So somebody basically told me to kind of like get off of the stage because they didn't think that I was going to be able to do some moves. Right. But they didn't know who I was. And I, like I said, people don't think they look at me and they don't think I could dance. So um, at the African-American Wellness wow. Walk, they this did like, one? yes. So oh, when they no, this that didn't happen there. Oh. This when I got there and I knew we were going to do Zumba, I said, OK, Doran, calm yourself down. You don't want to stand out because people think. Some people think it's a competition, but when I tell you I dance to exercise because I hate the gym, mm -hmm. 
So when you see me doing all those moves and stuff, it's because I'm trying to burn some calories because I just ate that chocolate cake. <laughs> so when I got, when we got done with doing the Zumba, I was really in the back thinking I was just mild. I was not trying to go in at all. So your boo came up to me afterwards like, I knew that was you. I knew that was you. Don't nobody dance like Miss D. So I was like, I was trying to be mild. He like, no, no, no. I know that was you. You was in the back. I said, back. I said yes, he came and gave me a hug. And I was like... Well, I you thought I was... your blessings. You can't hide your gifts. <laughs> I was trying to be mild, though. I said, I wonder... Don't be mild for who? <laughs> right, right. Sauce. You can't let your... Li- can't right. dim your light. You, you right. For nobody else. And so, even sometimes it's, it's your friends. Yes. You know, even mm-hmm. sometimes it's your friends. Um, I had a situation with a friend, and mm-hmm. we had to break it off for now or however long that time may be. Mm-hmm. We were mixing... Business was friendship, and it got hard. Oh, uh, gotcha. It can mm-hmm. be like that for some people. Mm-hmm. And I feel like for me, I understand the, um, and know how to work relationships like that because I played sports my whole life. Mm-hmm. So do you know how many people I couldn't stand on the court? Mm-hmm. Oh, like, I don't like you on the court at all. Like, mm-hmm. no, we're not friends on the court. Mm-hmm. Off the court, though. We're good. We're cool. But if you <laughs> ask me to play basketball, I'm no. Because mm-hmm. I don't like playing with you at all. Like, mm-hmm. I despise you. Mm-hmm. On the court. <laughs> Off the court, we're cool. Right. It's like the stage. I'm like, oh, no, we can't work together. Mm-hmm. We cannot work together. Especially if we want to be friends. Right. Oh, we can't work together. Mm-hmm. But you only can learn that from experiencing. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's um can be a double-edged sword sometimes. Right. Mm-hmm. Trying to learn that, trying to build. Like right now, we're trying to build our brand and... And still get to where we want to go. And right. I thought because I was getting older, like time was running out. But I'm like, no. Mm-hmm. Whatever. I didn't start when I was five, like Michael Jackson. Right. Every year I was getting older, I was like, my time is running out. I wanted to be the youngest singer of all time, but Mike was five. Like <laughs> every year I got older, I was like, okay, I'm eight. I, I can still do it. By the time Mike yes. was eight, he. Okay, I'm 12. Okay, all right, all right. 18. Okay, the same. Yes, yes, but you can't compare yourself to other people, right? right. You got to just compare, and because I heard you say you trying to grow, and I heard you saying like you wanted some kind of feedback from a song or something. I was listening to all your podcasts. I'm getting them confused, but you said you wanted some feedback for for a song because you want people to see your growth, and I I felt like that with dancing, especially with my dance group because I'm the oldest one and I'm making up a lot of the choreography and things like that. And I'm like, um, y'all didn't critique me. Can you critique me? Oh, but I did I know I didn't do everything right now? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, I need reflection. Yeah. I was saying that about like sometimes with my characters. I always play the characters that everyone that is written to be loved. Okay. And that everyone already loves before they get there. Mm-hmm. Like when I was Donkey, everybody loves Donkey from the movie, so they already are coming in loving Donkey. Right. So whatever I do, I can add to that, but mm-hmm. it doesn't even have to be much for them to already love me. Right. So it's like when people are like, "Oh my God, you are amazing." You have to take it like with a grain of salt sometimes because it's I like, don't know, well, James. Now I might be biased, but. I'm sorry, I don't mean to cut you off. <laughs> All of the shows I've gone to that you've been in, you've been my favorite. And I 
I go in with the intention of I'm gonna be unbiased. Right, I'm gonna sit here and up. I'm gonna try to see. And I'm like, and then you just steal my heart. You become the character. Like when I went to go see uh, Ariel or The Little Mermaid, I'm like, okay, now what is he gonna do? Because Scarecrow, you were like, no bones. You were this and you were that. You were flapping around and doing stuff. So then with the crab, you were literally the only person who I felt was doing the character. Like the way you walked. The way you talk, the way you move. I'm tired of getting characters where I have to walk a certain way because my back was killing me for Sebastian. But when you say you got to walk a certain way, you don't have to do that. Nobody else did it. But you're embodying the character to where you're like, yeah, I have to right. do it because that's you. Somebody else would have been like, uh-uh, I'm just going to do the little pinchers. Right, I'm going to be I'm walking. Walk. <laughs> yes, I'm going to walk regular and I'm going to just do the pinchers. They know I'm a crab. Why well, I need to look like a crab? But with you, every time I saw you do something, you were that person. I don't know what the name of the cat character was. Rum Tum Tucker. Yes, I'm cracking up. You was up on the little thing. I said, well, wait a minute. Yes. But wait a minute. You do in the whole show is at the beginning. They push me out and I come out and watch. Yes, I'm like, but what is going on? But right when you, I'm, um, So You Think You Can Dance is my favorite dance show. And they always say, like, as soon as you breathed or something, we knew it was going to be good. And I feel like that's what you. Oh, yes. So as soon as you come, we like, that is not James. That's rum, whoever that person was. Oh, that's seaweed. That's this. And I really go trying not to be biased. I'm like, nope, somebody going to be better. Somebody going to be good. But it was like, and it was so crazy with the Wiz because me and my friends, my friends came and supported it. And they had their favorite character, we were all split, was uh, the Tin Man. And I'm like, nope, it was the Scarecrow. And we're going back and forth. And then we're like, but just having this debate. This is great. Like, just having this debate of going, you were paying attention. You noticed when he yes. did this. You noticed when he did that. They're like, no, when the scarecrow, when the, when the monkeys came, he froze like he was a scarecrow. Right. Like, they were noticing little things, and I feel like that's what you do. Yes, I feel like that's what you do. Wait, I forgot about that scene. When I tell you, I think the reason everyone loved me so much in The Wiz, besides my talent, is I was in... Heaven. Oh, I was you love to do it. Being mm-hmm. the scarecrow. Like, I don't care what was going on. I was like one of the happiest times I've ever been in my life. Mm-hmm. Again, I was playing the scarecrow who was played by Michael Jackson. Mm-hmm. And in my head, I was just like, once I saw The Wiz, I never watched The Wizard of Oz again. Mm-hmm. I was like, oops, trash. <laughs> Trash. <laughs> you scrapped it. You scrapped it. <laughs> and for me, it was, a, it was literally a dream come true. I mm-hmm. was like, I'm living my best life right now. Um, I like the person I'm turning into be, and this is just, I couldn't ask for a better life. The audience, the energy in the audience, I have like, I feel like I've never felt before. Mm-hmm. And I'm hoping that we, to relive some of those moments with the audience now, because it was predominantly a black audience for the mm-hmm. week, because they know it. So I was Yeah, just, but them people who didn't look like us, they were coming up to us afterwards like, we were waiting for um, a scene not to be good with the dancing. Like, oh, tornado, that was good. They're, they can't do it again. And I was looking at them. They were really saying this to us. Me and Lindsay standing there. And they were like, no, every scene. Like, we have to really commend you guys. Every scene, they was dancing. And I'm like, yeah, they really were. Like, you guys practice. Even You probably don't remember. We did, like, a thing before the Wiz where we were outside, and then we had to come. We were, like, all lined up, and then we had to come 
into the stage for something. I guess it was like a preview or something like yeah, that. And was, you were back there like about. hyping people up, like, okay, y'all. Do, 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 do. I was like, look at the scarecrow. He is really having himself a ball. Like that's, that's become my vibe and like my role here in shows. Mm. I'm like, okay, so I'm not the director, I'm not the choreographer. What can I do to help the progress of this show? Mm-hmm. And I feel like I have a good vibe mm-hmm. and my energy is good. And like, um, I was telling Josh on our episode, you, somebody like you can sit here and be like, James, you're great. Your energy is great. Good. When you walk into a room, it just fills the room with love and people mm-hmm. love to have you around. If I say those same words, they're going to be like, he all full of himself. <laughs> you know, like I, why can't I recognize that I'm this type of energy that when I walk into a room that it does change, the vibe is different or there is more love. In the mm-hmm. I don't, I'm not looking at it as I know I'm that person. Mm-hmm. But if I am that person, why can't I acknowledge it? Mm-hmm. I, it's a, one. It's a privilege to be True enough. that type of person mm-hmm. to light up a have room. That energy, but then also, it's not. It's not like I always want to be that person. True enough. I, I, I don't. I always don't want to be dependent on to make everyone feel better. Right. But again, I. It's a privilege to be able to have someone even say that or even understand that mm-hmm. and try to continue to do that mm-hmm. so even with dream girls i wasn't here for the first um three weeks because i was away working <laughs> okay but um <laughs> when i came back i felt like a little bit of that was missing and i even i said it to myself and i was like i hope this don't feel conceited but i feel like i said i feel like some of the love is missing and i think it's because i wasn't here <laughs> and it might sound a little far-fetched, but I, I, I honestly felt that way. Mm-hmm. And I'm, you know, I'm a joker. I'm very mm-hmm. light, high energy, and I just felt like that was missing. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh. I'm like, I don't feel like doing this, but I, I'm like, okay, you know, let me, let me start rounding the troops up. Mm-hmm. Let's get up here. Remember, like when we used to work out and we do your like your line dances uh-huh. and stuff. So I kind of do that before shows. I'm like, get on the stage. Yes. We're about to do mm-hmm. this. And we, I'm like, we're about to walk. We just go walk in a circle. We walked. I put Lizzo on. We just mm-hmm. listen to the juice. So we just go get this energy going. We gotta uh-huh. get that like when y'all, when new people come to the theater, I always be like, here, come in, bring me, a, give me a hug. Because mm-hmm. like you said, I was like, I give you guys hugs every day. I'm like, we need to feel the love now. We, we, the energy and the chemistry starts off stage. Mm-hmm. Because when we get on stage, we need people to feel that. We can't force that. Yeah. You, you can see when somebody don't care for each other. You're like, those leads didn't really look like they loved each other. Mm-hmm. They're supposed to be love, but it seems like it's a different story behind the scenes. You mm-hmm. can see that stuff. You can feel you that You can. Because I, I watched the show 50 million times because I was part of it. And that... I, I hear your be... laugh. I, I always <laughs> hear your laugh like pierce through the audience. I was like, mm, that's the room. Yes, I would be laughing. I would be talking. And then when y'all at the end with the four friends was separated, I was up there crying like, no, wait a minute. I I saw this. You. I, I was just like, what in the world? They done made me cry. I miss you most of all, Scarecrow. I'm like, <laughs> My Scarecrow, I tell you, like I said, the Scarecrow made me Youngstown famous. I, I've done so much since then. I feel like I've played, I feel like I've progressed in my talents and been better in roles. Mm-hmm. I ultimately feel like my skills sets fits Donkey the best. Okay. Mm-hmm. Just based off the the character mm-hmm. and what I can do, mm-hmm. but like the the scarecrow and people always say you should do the wizard and I'm like I don't want to I'm scared I'm scared <laughs> you can't just recreate uh-huh. magic like that yes like, yeah we can get up there we can sing good we can dance well but there there was a feeling mm-hmm. there you can't just 
And I will try to recreate that feeling. Mm-hmm. And I know I can. Yeah. Even with the same people. Mm-hmm. Like we're in new times of our, in our lives. You just can't try. People are different. To yeah. recreate moments. But I'm so happy. I'm so pleased to have been a part of that moment. Mm-hmm. And a part of that moment with you. Well, thank you. But Likewise. Before we leave... I need you to tell me about this pop-up series. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Okay, so <laughs> the pop-up series, the pop-up series. So, um, Which I'm so pleased. I love when I, I love seeing people do things like that. I, <laughs> I, I used to talk to Tay. I would Snapchat her. Mm-hmm. I would be like, you dancing? And we ain't even that close. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, are you dancing still? This was years ago. I was like, you still dancing? And she was like, I think it was right before she moved to Detroit. Okay. And I was like, are you dancing? And she would be like, well, I'm, I don't dance that much. I'm like, you still need to dance. Like, no matter what, you always need to dance. I would tell Brandon. And I, I tell people this all the time. I'm like, I don't care if you get paid for it. You mm-hmm. love to dance. You need to make sure you're still dancing. Mm-hmm. And she could have been dancing somewhere. And I said, like, like I said, we weren't even like that close. But I would be like, you still dancing? <laughs> you need to be dancing somewhere. I don't care where it's at. You need to be dancing. Yes. So my students tend to think that I am young. So they try to put me in all of their endeavors, all of their stuff. So she came, Tejan Robinson. Shout out. Yes, she came and uh, like for real, professional lunch. We're going to go to lunch. We're going to have a meeting. She came with her laptop and everything. And she was like, I need you to be part of my team. This is my idea. This is my thought process. So she just wanted to do something because we don't like somebody like me who didn't have dance classes and things like that. We want to do something for the children. I didn't know what those pirouettes and things were, but we want to teach them to people who can't afford to go to a dance class. So I said, oh, that's a good idea. That's cool. That's cool. So we did the first one in Columbus, Detroit, Youngstown, and we were like, okay, we need to revamp. Those three cities to go to is it's like a tour. Yes. Uh-huh. Yes. So we, I'm like, oh, all right. And we were like really traveling. And she was a Zumba instructor the first year. And she was the only Zumba instructor. So then the second year, like I told you, these people then sent me like, I think you can do this. We're going to send you to go get your Zumba. Oh, okay. So then after that, she's like, oh, I hope you don't think that you going to be in the... I was about to say congregation, like we in church. Uh, <laughs> and the people, she was like, you're going to be up there too. She was like, uh-uh, because we do a two-hour Zumba session. And you know, Zumba is one hour. And it's hard for one hour. So that two hours, I said, oh, okay, well, yeah, we could tag team. And yeah, so we were trying to come up with um, themes. I was like, we need a theme. So we did Zoom Cella because, like I said, I done fell in love with Beyonce with the Coachella thing because oh, people late. used to talk about us all the time. Like, why they walk like that? Why they wear them boots? Why they this? Then Beyonce get up there and do the thing and everybody is excited. That's because they don't know. Uh, right. HBCU. They, they don't, don't know. know. I, like I said, back in high school, my favorite thing to do was go. I did not like football really, but I'll go to the football <laughs> game. I love when the cheerleaders came out. I love when the flag line came out. I love mm-hmm. when the band line came out. It was a party. Yes. Time. But we used to get hated on all of the time. I, I would have to tell Tell the girl. Right here. <laughs> I love that walk. Listen, and that was one of the hardest walks, I guess. People couldn't do it with years coming past. Like after Tay and them, we had to change the walk because folks couldn't do that walk. And I'm like, I love that's that is my walk. I love you it. You got like dance doll, dance the dancing dolls. Yes, dancing dolls. Bring it. Bring it. And her name, Coach D. People like. Are you the coach? No, that's I was Coach D before Coach D. Right. But that's the, other, that's the other coach. But yes, and then they made it popular too. Yes. But before she came out, it was not popular. So, anyways, pop up series. Did you not watch Drumline? 
Like, did y'all not see Drumline? I'm telling you, it was so crazy. It was really crazy. And then the other aspect you need to check is these people's parents. It's the parents' fault for not teaching them the culture. And then you know, we're built differently. So we would wear the same outfit that Canfield got on, and people would be complaining. I got called. They would call the Board of Education on me. Folks would talk about, she must not go to church. She this, she that. I'm you know like. What that is? That is Serena Williams. <laughs> yes, Serena. yes. I, I like Serena's wearing, no, she is built differently. Yes. Girl got all this stuff, too, but her body is straight up and down. Yes. So it's not fair to be like, oh, she can't wear. No, that's how her ma genetic makeup is. Yes. She didn't add that to her body. That's yes. how she is genetically made up. So yes. she got to just wear something bigger. No. Yes. And she would have been one of the people who we would have had to try to get alterations on. Because Serena got them calves, them boots that they make. Some of my girls, we try, those boots are like $45. We, they couldn't zip them up because their calves were so big. And it was $70 to fix. Yes. I'm like, see, they don't make stuff for us. For real people. Yes. So we were just encouraged to Who do are something. the majority of America? Everybody out here walking around looking like mannequins. Right. Yes. And I used to get that all the time, too. Like, Doreen, can you fit the costume? And I'm like, my chest is big, but I'm smaller. Like, why don't you think I can fit this costume? But it was crazy. But anyway, pop-up series. <laughs> so we decided that we were going to... We basically we basically made uh, enough money this year. Nothing goes to us to send um, Corinne Foster is the young lady who won. Oh, I I know Rennie. Uh huh, Rennie. Yes, she won. So she's actually moved to Georgia. So we're sponsoring. Did she? Yes. So we researched the studios in Georgia, and she has to pick out a four of them, and then we're going to pay for three months for her to continue dancing in Georgia. That's amazing. Yes. This and is then what people need to know. Yes. That's why we were doing the whole thing. And then next year we want to do a leadership dance camp to where we're showing them what, what you're talking about, the etiquette, the proper way to do things, um, maybe how you need to go on your job, anything like that, but putting dance with it too so they can be like, oh, we have fun, but I learned how to tie a tie, like things like right. that. So that's what the whole thing was. And when I tell you. That, that sounds great too. Yes, them dancing in heels and things. I'm like, y'all know I'm 35. Now, wh who doing this leg lift in these heels? But I did it. I right. had to do some stretching. You know you but right. I watch the videos now. I'm like, what in the world? But we ha I had so much fun doing those videos. And I just think her promotion technique, her whole little vision, I just think that it was just great. And so have you done any this summer at all? Yeah, we did all... It's only in the summer. Okay. So we did it for June, July. No, we did May, June, June, and July. So now we're just revamping, trying to see how we can make things bigger. And we didn't raise enough money for what we want to do with the leadership dance camp. So we're going to be doing more fundraisers. So do people pay to come to the pop-up? Yes. So um, the day of dance, you could have gotten um, an all-day pass for $20. And that was Senior Zumba, Chair Aerobics, Hip Hop and Heels, Hip Hop, Zumba, and Vogue. All of those classes plus lunch. And we danced from, yes, it was $20. Yes, and it was from 10 to 5. So we had a ball. We had a ball. I, I about died. Like in the city come out that you know? No. So that is the thing. So I feel like, I don't understand. I was listening to you and Josh podcast, and I thought it was great that you have such a core group of people who are doing the same thing, same vision, supporting each other, things like that. I feel like in the dance world, it's not like that. 
I feel like it's always a competition. Um, I can do this better. I'm not going to this. I'm not going to that. And I, the lack of support is real. I was just speaking with one of my friends who was a dancer. She went to Cleveland to a girl's class who she mm-hmm. followed and knew mm-hmm. to take the class. And the girl never allowed her to dance. She was saying, she was like, I came all the way from Youngstown to take your class. You know me. Mm-hmm. Why wouldn't you? Yep. It's sh- crazy. Choose me to dance. She, yes. sat, she said, I sat there the whole time. I was like, I wonder why she she do that. Mm-hmm. One reason is because she could. Right. But again, why would you? We know each other. The could. Yes, it's crazy, but I've always been the type of instructor who I always want my students to go above and beyond me. Learn what I didn't learn and go and run. I feel the same way. I'm like, you know how long it took me to get here? Yes. Yes. If I would have had that head start. Have now at your age. Yes. Go harder. I think that's what it lacks. Yes. Now, listen, it's so crazy. It is so crazy with Michael Cotton because he's a perfect example of when faith and confidence and uh, hard work, hard work, but just believing in yourself. Mm Believing, that's the big thing, is believing in yourself. Yes. And so I had to, and I actually apologized to him because he went on my favorite show, So You Think You Can Dance. And, you know, I saw it or whatever. And I was like, oh, okay, it was cool. I wasn't impressed by it. But when I tell you, all of my students, all of these people came up to me and they were like, did you see my, did you see my going so you think you this? They were so excited. He inspired so yes. many people. I, I don't think we were friends on Facebook then. I inboxed him like, listen, I was thinking, I have to apologize to you. He was like, for what? <laughs> I'm like, I was thinking, oh no, I didn't understand why you even tried out for so you think you could dance and things like that. But he had that belief. I said, but when people you don't understand how many people came up to me and said, oh, he inspired me. I said, I apologize. I said, I really, for, th- for even thinking it, I wasn't going around like, oh, I can't believe, I thought right. it. Right. And it was like, who am I to think that? We didn't go there. Yes. I'm glad that we've built a relationship over the years because we did the whiz. We didn't really know each other, though. Right. So over right. the last few years, we've built a relationship, and we've become really good friends. Mm-hmm. And I drug Michael to do Dreamgirls, and I'm not at all responsible for anything that he has achieved in his life. Mm-hmm. But I was trying to let him know, because Mike has, I was like, because Mike sings also. Mm-hmm. Now he's a dancer first, but I was like, but you sing and you you can act. Mm-hmm. And he did theater in high school. And he was oh, like, did he? he had stopped everything else and to just focus on dance. dance. And I'm like, Mike, that is okay. But you know you can get dancing jobs mm-hmm. in theater. You know, if you sing also, yeah. that can help you get dancing jobs. Like, right. Don't block your... And I had to tell him, I said, all the people mm-hmm. who are watching, Pam, Gina, uh, um, Whitley, do yep. you know all of them sing and dance and mm-hmm. acting? They all. Taraji. Yes, mm-hmm. all of them. They sing, they dance, they can do it all. Mm-hmm. And so can we. So over the last few years, I've been trying to convince my friends of us being triple Motivate. threats and, and mm-hmm. understand the skill sets that we have. And yes, mm-hmm. you're a, a dancer and you're a great dancer, but don't knock the fact that you sing also and that will help you get a job. Mm-hmm. We did Dream Girls. Mm-hmm. Um, our choreographer, um, she had to do something else and mm-hmm. we needed somebody to choreograph. I grabbed Mike by his wrist. <laughs> I said, hey, 
First of all, when I asked, I said, Mike, what you doing this week? He was like, I'm off at four, but I'm off on these days. I said, you want to come to rehearsal with me? Mm-hmm. He thinking I was just asking him to ride to rehearsal. Mm-hmm. I said, oh, no, no, no. He bamboozled you, Mike. We need you to do the show. <laughs> I was like, are you off on these days? He's like, well, I'm going out of town on this day, but I'm off on these days. Meanwhile, I'm texting the director like, I have a person who can do the show, but mm-hmm. he can't be here on the 28th. He only can be here the 26th or 27th. She was mm-hmm. like, that's fine. I was like, okay. We get there. We on the way. I said, so you doing Dream Girls? He was like, what? I said, Mike, I'm tired of you blocking your blessings. You uh-huh. are more than just a dancer. Mm-hmm. This will help you with what you got, um, whatever you got going on. Mm-hmm. From Dream Girls, he, um, they were like, well, we're doing hairspray at the top of the year. Would you like to be the choreographer? Yes. Oh, that nice. Had nothing to do with me. Uh huh. And then the Ballet everything. Western Reserve and everything like that. He is really making. Um, so his portfolio wide. Yes, and he started in your hometown. Mm-hmm. So, and from, from Hairspray, we we did Pippin. Mm-hmm. And I wanted him, I'm like, you and Kiva need to do Pippin. Mm-hmm. Again, I'm like, one, we need people, we need more black people, and two, we need dancers. Like, you guys are dancers. Wait this a minute, so you guys did Dream here. Girls at another we spot? We did Dream Girls last year in Akron. For real? Mm-hmm. Akron Civic Center. Last summer. It was only one weekend. Okay. And then we did Hairspray at the same place in January. Okay. Um, but before we did Hairspray, we did Pippin. Mm-hmm. But when, during Dream Girl, she already told him she wanted him to be the choreographer for Hairspray. So we did Pippin. Oh, yeah. And the lady who worked at Ballet Western Reserve came. And she saw Mike and she was like, um, we want you to be in the Nutcracker. Oh, nice. We did the Nutcracker. And then they told him they want you to, we want you to host um, and do your own um, master class. Master class. I'm going to say Master class. And now he's an instructor. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, this yeah. is all because of you. But I'm just like, I'm so happy that you started doing this again. Uh-huh. Like, you don't need to thank me. Somebody just was, I'm your friend. That's my mm-hmm. job. That's my mm-hmm. job is to get you to see the things about yourself that you can't see. Right. I can see the outside. Mm-hmm. I know you can sing. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to make you sing. <laughs> I didn't know he could sing, well, but yes. Like, you should hear him now. You should hear Mike and Dream Girls now. I Uh-oh. hear Mike sing all the time. It just makes me so happy because uh-huh. he was, whether he was doubting himself or just in a place to where he was like, I need to focus on dance because everything else is not allowing me to grow. Mm-hmm. And maybe he needed time to just focus on dance to grow. But right. Like, Don't forget. Mm-hmm. You are talented in other spaces. And, and people can get you a job. And people recognize it because I missed him at the African American Wellness thing because I'm potty training, took my daughter. And when I came back, one of the ladies who's line dancing, she was like, I don't know who that was, but he was a professional. And I'm like, Oh, he carries himself there. I, uh-huh, I, I told him about Mike of how I carried myself and like my image and stuff. I was okay, I, very I, nice. I admire how he carries himself. Okay. He don't play. Mm-hmm. She said he down. had to be professional. I said, and I told him because he came up to me afterwards. And he was telling me we were talking, and I was like, Oh, yeah, I heard you was out here a professional dancer. He was like, Really? Somebody said that? I'm like, Yes, somebody said that. It's like you, at moments notice, anywhere he is, he's gonna dance, and it's gonna be 100. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be 100. It could be <laughs> in a pile of rocks, it could be in, in the grass or some shrubbery. Mike <laughs> is going to dance his life for his life, mm-hmm. like it's. Like it's for so you think you can dance? They gonna like dance for your life to keep yourself in the competition. Yes, mm-hmm. and he is going to dance, and I love performing with Mike. I love it, and I'm thankful to That's have good. a group of friends that push me mm-hmm. to be greater. And we're just all like. Tr- holding on and trying to like get to that mountaintop together. And that's awesome. I said, I'm like, I'm trying to be like Diddy, but not, you know, my version of Diddy would back mm-hmm. away. I'm like, we can do that. We're trying to figure it out. It took, we're 
growing individually, but we're also growing together. Mm-hmm. So, um, again, and that's I'm so awesome. Happy for him. I admire that I'm happy for my friends. I'm happy for you, you guys with the pop-up series. I got to be able to make one. We just all get so <laughs> busy. Like this summer, I was, I was gone all summer. Mm-hmm. But again, I try to be supportive of either spreading the word, mm-hmm. resharing a post because a reshare people do like, well, mm-hmm. I don't know how many people might've listened to my podcast just from you resharing it. But the fact that you reshare it, they might not even listen, but they know it exists. Right. Mm-hmm. And they might be like, I see a podcast, some type of third degree that they could tell a friend and the friend might listen mm-hmm. to it. I appreciate all of those things. Yeah, because my friend in Michigan liked it. And I was like, did he listen to it? <laughs> like, <laughs> wait a minute. Be it's like people like an article and never read the article. <laughs> I'm like, before you reshare something, go ahead and read it, baby, because you don't know what this is. <laughs> true enough. True enough. But as we come to an end, would you like to tell the people where they can find you on social media? Um, so I am old. I'm only on Facebook. <laughs> I am old. I'm talking um, <laughs> But the pop-up series is on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram because they're younger. And so, yes, you can find the pop-up series there. Does I'll it have actually own, um, ta- um, tag? Like, yeah, pop-up series. Pop-up series. Yes. Pop-up Hashtag series. pop-up series. I think that's what it is. Um, yeah, go to Tejon Robinson's page. She'll probably be able to direct you because, yep, they're <laughs> the young ones. And um, I'm actually um, performing on September the 7th. Um, there's a concert release party, and they have um, humbly humbly asked me to humbly. Open, it, open it up. So that's where you'll find me. And you can always well, find me be? at the Metroplex. Okay, okay. It's at the Metroplex. It starts at 7 p.m. And thank you for saying that. And then you can always find me at church. I'll be at church singing <laughs> and dancing. Uh, it's called the Cathedral of Hope on the Sharon Line, 1315 Jacobs Road. And that's probably where you can find me. Oh, <laughs> right. <Well>, <laughs> wait. And then a stepping out program. All the classes are free. Dance Fusion, Chair Aerobics, Mercy Health sponsors it. It's it's calendars everywhere. Now, it's free. Free 99 every day. I teach on, it's a lot of people. You can get Zumba. You can get um, my classes, chair aerobics. They're at McGuffey Center. They're at Arlington Heights. They are at uh, Mill Creek Center. They're all over the city of Youngstown and Warren for free. And Work out for free. Out? The Stepping Out Program. Okay, yes. So I can Facebook that, right? Yes. Step, stepping Out Program, people. So are there any questions that you would like to ask Yes, yes. So I had all of these questions that I had planned out to ask you, but they all left my head. Mm -hmm. So (laughs) my thing is, um, who inspires you that is younger than you? Because a lot of people always say, I was inspired by this person because they did this, Michael Jackson, things like that. But who inspires you that is younger than you that you looked at them and was like, oh, you know what? If they can do it, I can do it. That is a very, very good question. And are you talking about like right now, currently at my age? Just at any, yes, at any, yes, at any point in your life. And you were like, oh, they were younger. They're younger, but they're doing this. I probably could do that as well. I went to an arts contest in 2014 and I was surrounded by a bunch of children who were serious professionals. And it blew me away. I also did Shrek the Musical in 2015. Mm-hmm. And I was surrounded by a bunch of children who were so serious and so talented. Um, um, uh, Mia Rose, um, Emily Kaleva, they, these little girls 
were so talented. Mm-hmm. It just blew my mind. I couldn't believe how serious they were about knowing their lines, knowing their songs, and mm-hmm. how talented they were. Mm-hmm. And um, Maureen Collins, who will be on the podcast eventually, she has her easy street with her little rascals, and I went to a show of theirs. Mm-hmm. And to be surrounded by so many, um, by children like that who take their craft serious and who I see progress, mm-hmm. that inspired me. Um, my stage children inspired mm-hmm. me to be better as a father, Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And as a performer and as, as a role model for somebody that they look up to for me to continue to try to chase my dream, mm-hmm. try to keep a level head and survive in this world mm-hmm. for myself. Okay. But I've definitely been inspired by younger people and how hard they work. Because okay. for them, there's less cares in the world for them to have. Mm-hmm. So to see how hard they work and how serious they are at that age lets me know that I can work even harder. Okay. All right. Very I used to get real jealous of kids. I used to get real jealous. I used to be like, such a free spirit. Like <laughs> I was like, they ain't even that good. Like everybody <laughs> like him because he's seven and he can sing. I used to get so jealous. Uh-huh. But I had to turn all of that negativity into positivity. Okay, and I just have one more question. So, growing up, I never thought that I would see a black president. Never, ever thought that it would ever exist. Wrote a whole poem about it and was like, oh, I probably can't perform this anymore. But did you ever think, growing up, that that there would be pride parades and pride weeks and all of this stuff happening? Did you ever think that that... never imagined? (laughs) Never. Mm -hmm. I never imagined. I didn't think about being gay. Like, I knew I was attracted to men, mm-hmm. but I was just like, I'm also attracted to women. So I was like, oh, I'm still going to um, marry a woman because I want kids. I want a family. Mm-hmm. So I was like, yeah, I like guys, but I never thought about being gay past a, per- a certain point, like past the day of. Gotcha. I didn't think about those emotions. So I was talking to somebody else about this also. I never, um, to see people on TV like Billy Porter, like Todrick Call, to um, be able to perform at Pride. It's been 50 years since Stonewall, and when it comes to Stonewall, people are, are always like, yay, Stonewall, but Stonewall was a horrible time. It was a horrible three or four or several days of pandemonium of people running for their lives, afraid mm. to be killed, afraid to be beaten, mm-hmm. all because they just wanted to live their true selves, mm-hmm. their true lives. Mm-hmm. So... I'm like very, very thankful that we have moments like this, but I also get sad sometimes for the people who couldn't experience this. Mm. But again, I'm thankful for all of the people and what they've done for us to be able to live okay. in this day the way we can. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I'm, I go places, I wear earrings sometimes, sometimes I wear heels. I have on a skirt right now mm-hmm. and I never imagined me being, I never imagined me being this person. Gotcha. And I didn't see it in the world. I didn't see it anywhere in the world. Mm-hmm. And that's why representation is so important. important. So where people think we're trying to ruin children, I said, no, you've done a great job yourself. <laughs> like, people always want to ruin, blame someone else for ruining their kids. Mm-hmm. That is life. That is the world. How many parents can say they raised their kids and their kid listened and done everything they wanted them to do? Mm. Because that would be their lives. Mm-hmm. You do what you want to do. Camilla's right. gonna do. Hey, you could teach her mm-hmm. to be a great person. I hope she grows up and you instill her with some great morals, morals and, and values. Yes, and mm-hmm. some va- and great values. 
but she gonna interpret them her own, her own way, mm-hmm. as she should. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, she grows up, and I am confident that she's gonna grow up and be a, a, at least a decent human being. But she's gonna do some things she might not like. Mm-hmm. She might not want to dance. She might hate dance. She know, loves to dance. Right. That's blasphemy. You like, <laughs> but like, if she hated dance, then it would be like for you. It'd be like I can't believe my baby hate dance. True enough. But mm-hmm. you know, that's how we're built. We do things on our own, right. in our own way. Mm-hmm. So I'm very, it's only been 50 years since um, Stonewall and it's only been like five, uh, going on five years that I can marry Trey anywhere in America. Mm. And when, sometimes people don't understand. I was like, do you understand? Like when it comes to rights, I don't even think about <laughs> rights. Like, you know, I live mm-hmm. in town in my world. I don't think about what, what I have the right to do and the right not to do right who gonna tell me what i can and cannot do mm-hmm. the, the government mm-hmm. i cannot marry trade that's a literal it's a right it's like not mm-hmm. being able to vote or not being able to read and write it's like wait right mm-hmm. who can say if i can do what i want to do and marry the person i love mm-hmm. and i stress that to people it's it's very serious and it's even deeper than just the marriage because if you if you guys weren't allowed to get married and then say somebody passes away or something like that like it's different things that you can receive when you're married than when you're just Shacking up, as the people say. I told but. Trey, I said, by the law, I'm single. He got so mad. He was like, you, you, he was like you are not single. Because I was talking to somebody. He was like, you are not single. I was like, when we fill out our taxes, I fill out the single mark. Mm-hmm. So until we get married, I the single. Mm-hmm. But not really. But that's how they view us. Yes. They don't care about these relationships mm-hmm. that we've been together 10, 5, however mm-hmm. many. And, unless we're married. Unless we're married. Mm-hmm. They don't. You know, view it the same way. But, right. Um, spread love, people. Um, it's been lovely having you on. Thank you. I'm sorry. I talk a lot. I no, know you talk, I talk a lot. A lot <laughs> I wouldn't be here for hours. It's not a four hour uh, podcast. It's like four hours. What they talk about? Well, I would like to thank you, lovely people, for listening. And once again, get ready for the visual because it is coming. And All this right now. has been James Major Burns and. Doreen Divine Block. Yes, and this is the third degree. Bye-bye.